Hi, thanks for joining us to listen to another message from Rumley Chapel in Cardiff, UK. If you'd like to know more about the chapel, then visit us online at rumleychapel.org or look us up on social media. Enjoy the message. This morning we are in the Christmas timeline. We're on week number two. And uh, you can see from there that actually week number two is all about Mary. It's all about Mary and it's all about Joseph and the birth of a baby. But before I start, I want to tell you a quick story about two men who were marooned on an island. And uh, one of them was really, really stressed about it. Everything was going wrong. Um, he was he was absolutely panicked. He was worried that they wouldn't have enough food to eat, that, um, that, that they were going to die on this island. While the other man, he sat back and uh, was just sunning himself on the beach, going for little swims in the sea and that kind of thing. And the first man came up to the second man and said, what on earth are you doing? Why aren't you worried? Why aren't you stressed? Why aren't you trying to help and so on? Aren't you afraid that we're going to die? And the second man turned around and said, no, he said, there's no worries. He said, I earn £100,000 a week, and I tithe faithfully to my church every week. The pastor will find me very soon, I'm sure. Um, you know, it's nice to have that kind of peace, isn't it? It's nice to have uh, that kind of, you know, not being able to worry. Um, and, uh, you know, we've had... Um, yeah, so this, as I said, this, this series um, today is about um, the birth of the baby Jesus. And um, we have had a bit of a run of babies this year over the last couple of months with another one due um, in eight days' time. Um, if you saw Chelsea this morning, you'll see that her belly is rather big. And, and the birth of a baby is such good news, isn't it? Everyone loves the arrival of a baby. Just trying to get everything right, though, can be a bit of a, bit of a stressful moment. But there's always that kind of excitement in the air. And for good reason, too, because actually babies are good news. Babies bring new life. They bring hope and they bring a new start. And, and people love holding babies, too, don't they? Marie popped in to um, connect last Wednesday and, uh, and handed me Hunter. So I got to, uh, to play with Hunter and I even sang him a song or two. Um, you'd be glad that you weren't there. And, and had a cuddle. And it was so lovely. Because babies are just so, mm, are they? You know, everybody thinks that. But I wonder how Mary and Joseph must have felt about the arrival of their new baby. I mean, sure, it was exciting, um, you know, that this baby was going to be there. But there would have been this kind of fear and uncertainty after all, you know, regarding the circumstances of the arrival of the baby. People must have been talking about it. Maybe there was a bit of scandal uh, around it. And despite the kind of messages from Angel Gabriel, they, they definitely didn't understand what the next 34 years or so had in store. But still, a baby. So exciting. And despite not knowing about what the future was going to hold, 
I wonder if they thought a lot about the prophecy that was written about Jesus before it was born. I mean, it's not unusual, is it, for us to talk about babies before they're born. I wonder if he's going to look like his mum or his dad, or she's going to look like their mum or dad. Or um, I wonder, oh, well, dad's tall, so therefore the, the kids are going to be tall. Oh, well, maybe the baby will have mum's temperament or, or whatever it is. You know, that's the kind of conversations that go on when you find out that somebody's pregnant, isn't it? But the difference with this thing that was written about Jesus was that it was written a whopping 700 years or so before he was born. The prophet Isaiah wrote in his book in the Bible, uh, you can read it for yourself, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. It says, for to us a child is born and to us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. You know, that Bible reading might sound familiar to you. After all, we do read it every single year in our Carols by Candlelight service, which unfortunately will not be happening this year because we thought sitting here and listening to Ashley sing nine or ten songs in a row and being able to join in would not be a good thing. But we are going out with the pop-up Christmas, and we will be able to sing outside. So come and join in with that instead. Everyone's welcome. Um, and in fact, last year, our teaching series around Advent was based on those four names of Jesus. Who is he? He's the wonderful counselor who never gives bad advice. He's mighty God who's mighty power cannot be defeated. He is the everlasting father who cares for, loves us, his children. And he is the prince of peace, the one who calms the storms and brings peace in our troubled lives. And we can rely on him in every situation. He will never let us down. But this morning, I just want to concentrate on that last name, that last name of Jesus that we read in Isaiah, the Prince of Peace. And this morning, as we stick with Mary and Joseph, as they welcome baby Jesus, who offers that gift of peace to all, the point is this, that no matter what they were thinking when Jesus arrived, Mary actually gave birth to the one who is the manifestation of peace. We serve a God who is the author, the giver, the sustainer of peace. He wasn't just the one who brought peace, but he is peace. And God's peace is not fragile. It's not something that just about holds together like some well-meant but easily disregarded peace treaty in a long-fought war. The peace that God offers is so much more than that. You know, the dictionary definition of the word peace is this. It's a state of tranquility or quiet. Or that's the Webster definition. The Oxford Dictionary says uh, the state of being calm or quiet. I bet every parent in the run-up to Christmas wants that kind of peace. However, biblical peace, the peace that God offers, is a bit different to that. God's peace is shalom. The peace that God offers is more than just the absence of conflict or, or a state of rest. Shalom, God's peace, means completeness 
or wholeness. And it points to the presence of something else. The peace of God is different from the peace of the world. Biblical peace is, is more than just the absence of conflict. It's taking action to restore a broken situation. And that is exactly what Jesus did by coming and being born. It's more than a state of inner tranquility. It's that state, as I said, of wholeness and completeness. But biblical peace, shalom, is not something that we can create on our, by ourselves. It's a fruit of the Spirit. In other words, when we are grafted to the true vine, who is Jesus, we begin to experience what the Apostle Paul wrote about in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, and what we sing so often in Kids Club and at Super Gang. The fruit of the Spirit is not a coconut. It is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know them. Um, but it's his spirit in us that truly allows us to experience and to know those fruits. To be grafted to Jesus is how we experienced true peace. But the good news for us this morning, whether you're here, whether you're watching online, the good news for you this morning is that that peace that Jesus offers isn't just for those who have got their lives sorted and together. God's peace is for everyone. God's peace is for you and it's for me this morning. Those of us whose lives are full of struggle, full of upheaval. It's for those who don't have their lives all together. It's for those who are on the edge of losing it. His peace is everlasting and will never ever, ever let us down. And when we turn to Jesus, he offers us three kinds of peace. First of all, peace with God, which is so important. You know, the Bible is clear, isn't it? It says, due to our sins, we are enemies of God. We're separated from him. It's the whole reason why Jesus came. But Jesus restores our relationship by taking our sins and dying on the cross. He provides that path for reconciliation with God. And when we trust in him, we join with God again and can have fellowship with him. We can have peace with God because of Jesus. But not only can we have peace with God, but we can have peace with others as well. Through Jesus, we have reconciliation with others. We can live at peace with them. We can have fellowship with one another. And we can live in unity bonds of peace he empowers us by his spirit to be peacemakers with our neighbors with our friends and even with our enemies so we can have peace with God we can have peace with others but also we can have peace with ourselves Jesus is our peace within in him, you see, the Bible says that we are a new creation. And through him, he is making us whole. He is making us complete, just like him. And when trials come and try and tear us apart, it's his peace that keeps us together. 
You know, 2020 has been a really tough year, hasn't it? And, and it can sometimes feel like we are living through a, an unprecedented, it's that word again that everybody uses, isn't it? But a global season of loss, of fear, of uncertainty. With, with COVID-19, it can sometimes feel that the world is the worst that it's ever been with the most vulnerable in our societies struggling the most. But there have been so many times throughout the history of mankind, throughout the history of the world, where struggle and uncertainty have absolutely reigned supreme. Well, there's an author called Philip Jenkins who wrote a book um, talking about the years surrounding the birth of Jesus, what was going on in the world at the time. And he says this, this is a quote from his book. He says, the birth occurred during or near a truly dead, dreadful time in the history of what was already a troubled and turbulent land. I think Mary must have taken so much comfort in the midst of living through those, through those times, to know that she had just given birth to the one who was and is the Prince of Peace. And as we live through the uncertainty of COVID-19, God is inviting us to trust in him, to deeper deepen our trust in him and his peace, to trust in the Prince of Peace, to know his shalom. And he wants you to know this morning that you are not forgotten. You are not abandoned. God is ever-present in the middle of all of your struggles and your doubts. He wants you to experience shalom, to experience complete peace, restoration and healing. And we can participate in that peace right now by, by accepting his gift. You know, God longs to bring good gifts to his children just like parents at christmas time god loves to give us gifts and his gift of peace is for everybody he longs to make us like himself in that we would have peace in the middle of any circumstance and nothing there is nothing that robs God of his peace. Nothing can take it away because peace is the very nature of the creator God. And when we come to him, when we open our hearts, when we receive his presence, we naturally become like him. You see, seeking true peace goes hand in hand with seeking the presence of God because he is peace. You know, as I was looking through the Bible for verses about peace as I was preparing this, I discovered that there, two, there are 237 times, just in the Old Testament, where the word peace is talked about. I've um, found some in the New Testament as well. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33, God is not a God of confusion, but he is peace. Romans 14 verse 17 says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness 
and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Philippians 4 verse 9. What you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. And 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times, in every way. The Lord be with you all. What does it take for us to have peace at all times, in every way? It's simply to fellowship with the very Lord of peace. And when we meet with God... We position ourselves to receive all of the life that he has to give. Life in all its fullness. And in encountering with the God of peace. Sorry, I've lost my legs. I've lost my space. There we are. In encountering with the God of peace, the weight of the world seems to lift off. In discovering his unconditional love. The stress of continually trying to seek love from others fades away. We serve a God, you see, who has his peace, his shalom for us right now. And we can cast all our burdens, all our worries on his shoulders. There is nothing that is too big or too small for him. He can handle all your worries and all the cares of this world because he's Lord of them all. Don't allow the stresses of this life to rob you of a heavenly peace found in trusting in God. Take heart that God will bring you peace and joy in the middle of any circumstances, if you allow him to. Jesus himself said these words in John 16, 33. I have said these things to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus tells us that we will have trials, that we will have tribulation, that we will have stress and worry sometimes. But give that to Jesus because he has overcome that. Trust him and he will give you peace. I want to finish this morning by just giving us an opportunity just for one minute in a bit of peace and a bit of stillness to give those things that are on your mind right now to him. And then I'll pray to finish. Let's just close our eyes. And focus on the Prince of Peace. And those things which are weighing you down. Just give those to him now. And receive the peace that Jesus offers. Father God, thank you.
Thank you that you are bigger than our biggest worry. And yet you know us so intimately. You know about the small things too. And this morning as we hand those things to you, Father, thank you that you promise to bring peace. Father, thank you for the Christmas timeline, for that story of the birth of a baby, the one who is the Prince of Peace, that that is good news. It's good news for us. It's good news for our community. It is good news for the world. Lord, help us to trust in you. And now may the Lord of Peace himself give you peace at all times, in every way. The Lord be with you all. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Amen.